Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. I hope you're well. I'm really excited to do this episode. I feel like reflecting on 2022 helps you go into 2023. And I thought it would be really fun to kind of like share what I had gained and learned from 2022 to maybe give you like almost like inspo of things to work on, but also maybe help you reflect and then go on to my 2023 goals. Let's just say it has been a year. And you know what is crazy? Like every year that goes by, I always think, wow, like I've made it. Like at the beginning of last year, I looked back at the year before and I was like, oh my God, I've progressed so much. Like I really did a lot of eating disorder recovery and I was like, wow, I'm like a new human. Like this is me at its top. And then a year later, I am like transformed again. And I'm almost scared. I'm like, surely not. Like surely not. Like at the end of 2023, I'm going to be like a whole new person. But at the rate that we're doing this, like, I don't know. Anyways, starting with 2022, my goals are very like money, success and achievement focused. I was getting into my like super, super productive era. And just like, I wouldn't even say like productive wellness era. I would say like weirdly hustle, hustle culture era. Like I would like wake up at 6 a.m. But like get started on emails and just be indoors all day on my laptop, getting work done, going to the gym, being indoors, like having way too many coffees indoors. Like it was all just very like hustle, hustle at the desk kind of vibes. I think what is interesting about this is since starting eating disorder recovery, my self-worth shifted from my body to my work. So like my old ways of kind of feeling good enough was like, let me change my body or my body isn't good enough. Or, you know, if my body looks good, then I feel good. And that's why at the beginning of 2022, when I had done a lot of eating disorder recovery stuff, suddenly, yeah, my goals weren't change my body. My goals weren't to like lose weight or stuff, but my goals were to really like excel in work, even though I was already doing well. And this is like, people will always like, if you never actually do the healing work on why in the first place you don't feel good enough and why you need to change your body, it most likely will shift to other areas. My intentions behind my 22 goals were to achieve more so I could feel good enough. And it came from a place of feeling like I still needed to change, okay? And the first two months of 2022, I became so productive to a point where I felt like I was almost living on autopilot. Like, I don't know if you guys have gone through this or maybe you see like a friend going through this, but like they wake up early, they do this, they do that. They go, even their like walk is a productive thing. Then they come back and they go to this and then they study for this amount of time. And like everything is just so rigid. And every moment was I trying to work or better myself. So even my morning meditation, something that's supposed to like make you feel good and like you're actually supposed to feel a benefit from it. It was like, no, it's another way to be productive or or do well. Um, And I wasn't like actually living in the moment. In fact, I feel like those months of my life were just kind of like gone. I don't know, they, they would, they, yeah, they were just gone. And then what happened after this is I went through like a mini burnout in like springtime and I hated work. I despised my job and I honestly felt like the worst creator in the industry and I thought every other person was doing it better than me like they were my genuine feelings and I kept trying to push through it and I was adamant that the reason why I was like hating work or like that I was the worst creator was because I wasn't putting enough work in isn't that so funny the one thing that's like bringing us down we think we have to push in that area I kept saying to myself no if you just put in even more work you will feel good enough because that was my thing. I wasn't feeling good enough. 
as a creator, as a Gymshark athlete, as a YouTuber, as a podcaster, whatever. I was like, I, I need to do it more so that I can feel more. And then we come to summer. It was Bali time and I was so convinced that like, this was gonna like help my content so much. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna get so many videos. I'm gonna make like my TikTok's gonna pop off because I'm gonna have a nice background. Like, do you know what I mean? It's gonna be aesthetic, all that stuff. You know, Bali is content heaven for creators and it served me in the complete opposite way. I remember my therapist at the beginning, like just before I went to Bali, she was like, Anna, you need to promise me that the first week you get there, or at least the first five days, give yourself a break from content because because you're adapting to, you know, different time zones, a different lifestyle, a different whereabouts, where you're sleeping, everything, you will just get way too stressed. I was like, give yourself five days and then get into it. And I really accepted that. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Like, I would give myself that little five day, one week break. And what was so interesting was like, because that was like the first time in a long time that year that I just fully gave myself full permission that I didn't need to work for those five days. I had such, like, it was so nice and calming. And you may or may not know, but as a creator, if you see anyone who's actually trying and doing their job and growing or not growing, but still like putting in the work, like, having a break for a couple of days or a week is the idea of hell to you. The, the the thought of you not posting for a week, as a creator, you you genuinely think that like you're gonna go down and that people are gonna forget about you. And it was a good another little like kind of test on me. Like you're gonna pause and your self-worth is not gonna go down because you're not posting. And what happened was is I, I actually loved the little break so much. I carried it on for the whole of Bali. I posted a few stories and I posted, no, I posted quite a few stories and I posted, you know, a couple of posts, a couple of TikToks, but honestly nothing, nothing compared to what I normally post, let alone normally post on holiday. And this is like a core message that I wanna give through. This Bali break, this break off work, although I went to Bali to work harder and I thought this was gonna be the turning point. The moment I stepped back, and I focused on myself. When I came back from Bali, did my life suddenly work? Did did everything start to fall together? And this is what happens when you do the inner work because you align to your higher self and things start working out. I did so much healing and therapy in Bali and I gave myself the break I needed. And now this is what I wanna go on to now, the things that I gained from 2022. And guys, there's a lot. There is a lot. So we're going to go into it. The first one is practicing putting myself first. I think we really forget that this is our fucking lives. And I'm sorry that I swore, but it needed the emphasis. Okay. I I don't know how to say it, but like we are the main characters in our life. You are genuinely the main character in your life. And if you, you know, if you keep carrying on acting like a side character in other people's lives, and that means like really thinking about other people's opinions and and like putting like not putting yourself first like letting people kind of oh oh, but they should do that or I don't know like you are not selfish for putting yourself first examples saying no to plans if you don't want to go the amount of times I've had girls in my dms being like oh my friends like let's say it's new year's or christmas or halloween or whatever like oh my friends really want me to go out and I really don't want to I'm feeling anxious and I'm like bitch don't go out now sorry I don't mean to call you a bitch and I also don't want to say like go along with anxiety the whole year and don't go out with friends but if it's something that you don't enjoy don't do it 
the way that I learn, like little things, I went to the pub with my boyfriend the first six months of the year. And when I came out from Bali, I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't like it. So you can go do that with your friends, but I will not come and sit there because I probably will complain half the time. And I have learned that is something I don't want to do. So I will say no, that's putting myself first, right? And I will say yes to going out clubbing and dancing, but I'll say no to other things. Another one is if you want to do something and your friend or boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't want to do it, you want to put yourself first and still do it. This was a really good learning like phase in Bali where I was with my, I say boyfriend, he's my ex now, but he doesn't feel like an ex. He's just my best friend. Anyways, we love Max. And Max was going through some stuff and he like is more of the anxious type on holiday. Like he likes to do the same thing every day. And the first like 75% of Bali was I going along with that. And then it came to like a breaking point for me that I was like, Anna, if you don't start doing things by yourself because you like, because that's what you want to do, like you are going to continuously adapt to other people's lives because it was coming to a point where like I wanted to watch sunset in the evening and he didn't, so I didn't. Do you know how many sunsets I missed because I didn't put myself first? And it's about putting yourself first and then holding yourself accountable and doing it by yourself because reality is we're not always going to have people that want to do everything with us. And so if we're only going to do stuff that people want to join us with, then we're not always doing the things that we want to do. And also recognize who you're adapting for. Like I have had it in previous relationships even more, but even the one with Max where like, if the boy wanted to sleep in, I would sleep in when they were around. When really like my Monday to Friday wasn't like that. I would wake up at seven, I'd get my things done. I'd do my skincare, I'd go to the gym, I'd do that. And then suddenly a boy is around and suddenly I don't do that thing. That's not putting me first. So that's something really that I started doing within my relationship. And then it came to an end and I was able to like continue doing it. Um, And even if like friends come around now, like I will still wake up and do my stuff. So it's just about continuously putting yourself first. Okay, number two, we're going in with really embracing your natural features. Now, I really do believe, and it really breaks my heart too, when like I see girls comment, like if I talk about this, like embracing your natural features online, they'll be like, girl, I have a big forehead. I can't do that. Girl, not all of us are naturally beautiful. And I'm like, can you guys bloody shut up? We are all beautiful, like genuinely all beautiful in our own ways. We're not supposed to have the perfect nose, chin, jawline, eyebrows. We're supposed to be different. We're humans. Think of us like aliens, okay? We actually all look a bit alien-like, right? And that's the beauty within it. And if you're gonna keep saying that, like number one, stop telling other people that like you have a big forehead or that, oh God, no, like I look pale or God, no, my face looks fat. If you are telling other people and putting that out to the world, you are not setting yourself up for self-love. Because if you're telling that to other people, let alone telling yourself, but if you're telling that to other people, like you are putting out the wrong message into the world. Anyways, that was my little rant about that. But we are all really naturally beautiful. The hair color, your natural hair color. So let's say you keep dyeing your hair blonde, but you are brown. I will tell you now that your natural skin color and your natural hair color and your natural eyebrows is you at your most beautiful. And I genuinely, genuinely believe that. And that comes from a girl, e.g. me, who I always knew that like, like I've always been like, I've had no insecurities about my face as I've grown up. Like I'm just like, yeah, you know what? whatever and especially like the last year or two I went through a phase of like putting on loads of fake tan I dyed my hair blonde I had fake lashes and although I had pretty good skin I would like put on concealer on my whole face just to like kind of like not wash my face out but make it all one tone and in my head I was like there's no possible way that taking these things away will make me more beautiful when I feel like I need to have them on 
right? And then it just came to a point in 2022, I think it was just before summer, where I was like, F it. I'm just gonna go back to my natural hair color. So I dyed my hair brown again. I took off my fake lashes, which was such a big thing for me when I had them for two years. And I genuinely was so convinced that I looked like a bald mole <laughs> without lashes. I was like, there's like every time my lashes were like at the end, I would just get them redone and like I would feel my I would feel so much more confident when I had them done and I would feel like honestly disgusting when I didn't have them done. And then that's why I decided like, I recognized how much time I was wasting in my life to go travel, like travel to a nail appointment, to go get my nails done for an hour and a half, to travel back, to spend money and like all of that to then feel good enough. And I was like, fair enough that that's a self-care task, like fair enough. But like for me, I was doing all these little things to touch myself up, to take myself away from my natural beauty. Anyways, we did get rid of the lashes and got rid of the tan and got and went back to my natural hair and at first it was really quite scary I didn't really recognize myself I wasn't feeling my hottest but get, give me two months like honestly after a month or like a month and a half you you start to settle in you start to see yourself in a different way and your actual inner confidence starts coming out your face and honestly I'll tell you now I'm glowing like because I'm glowing inside I'm glowing outside okay and you your natural self is genuinely your most beautiful So yeah, like I'm really quite proud of myself and like there's obviously like tiny little things that I do but at the beginning I did like a, what was it called? Like a harsh detox. Like I took off my fake lashes, I stopped tanning completely, I took off my acrylics. I stopped using any heat on my hair. I do not blow dry my hair now. I used to blow dry it all the time and it turns out guys, I have wavy hair. Imagine when I let my hair naturally dry now, which I have been doing for the last like six months, I have literally like not, I wouldn't say curls. I'm not going to give myself that, but little curly wavy hair. Um, And then I do obviously sometimes like use like a, a natural like tinted moisturizer to give myself a little bit of a glow if I've got like a photo shoot or just like if I'm feeling like I'll put it on like every two weeks. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want to wear that. But I don't go past the point of being like ridiculously brown and like that dirty fake tan stage that I used to go to. But yeah, I think if there's something for you to try, it's just go a little bit more natural and just like let yourself go there. Okay, next one is using my voice. Now, this is a big one, guys. This is a big one. E.g., if your friend or your mom or your boyfriend or your dad says a comment, or like, let's say for me, says a comment that triggered me, I owe it to myself to speak up right there and then. And sometimes, I'll be honest, because it's something that I've just done this year, you don't always hit the nail on the head the right at the right time. Like my friend could do something and like my learned behavior is not to say anything. But then after like three hours, it really pisses me off. And then I'm like, shit, Anna, if you don't say, like the thing is you need to understand is if you don't use your voice, it doesn't do any harm to anyone else but you. You make yourself go, like, you know when you get anxiety in your throat, guys? When you have that lump in your throat? I'll let you know that is one of your chakras and it's about using your voice, okay? It's about speaking up. So I have it, like, I have, I'm so in touch with my body now. Like if I don't speak up to my mom, I will start getting anxiety in my throat. Or if I don't speak up to a boy, I have anxiety in my throat and I have to tell them and then it releases straight away. So it's like, it's on me if I don't want to speak up. Another like little sub part is using your voice when you're in bed. And that means in bed with other people. And this is a big thing for us teenagers and many adults. Um, And it's been a hard one for me as someone who went through sexual abuse when I was younger and speaking up is hard. And, you know, I feel like, the advice that you're not even advice but like the things that you're told at school when you're younger is like say no you should say no and it's like darling it's a little bit more hard than that because most of the time the answer isn't a straight no you know you'll say okay yeah it's fine or 
you know, it's not the fact that you don't want, like, someone is doing something so horrible to you that you don't want it. It's just, it makes you uncomfortable and you don't say something. This is the important thing. And that's something I've been practicing and I'm so proud of myself, really proud of myself. And it's hard because, for example, like, if, let's say, I'm doing a position or something and there's certain ones that trigger me because of past things and I have to just speak up if I'm not comfortable. I just be like, can we do something else? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I used to not do that and I used to fucking dissociate. I used to do that. Imagine something that's supposed to bring you joy and I would dissociate in bed because I was too scared to kind of say to them like, oh, I don't want to do this position or I don't want to do this or I'm not comfortable. So yeah, just ask to switch it up and just, because most of the time it's true. It's like, there's not a no to be said. There's a, hey, can we do something else? Other little examples. If a friend stays over and makes a mess, I used to just like, you know, let it go. Now I'm like, hey, do you mind like doing the dishes or something or like, there's no point if you have like a housemate and you know when you have like a built up resentment in a way of like you think that they know that they know what's going on inside your head like if you haven't done the dishes like if they haven't done the dishes or something and you just get more mad at them and like you're tidying up and they're just sitting on the sofa and you're like in your head can you not see me freaking tidying up do you not want to get your ass up kind of thing you need to speak and use your voice. Your actions and your moodiness going around the house is not communicating. I'm going to tell you that now. What is communicating is going up to them and be like, hey, um, I'm just obviously doing some bits right now. I was wondering if you could do your dishes or like at one point. Do you know what I mean? Like don't go around thinking that people can kind of guess what you're mad about. And again, as I said at the beginning, like I'm constantly practicing using my voice and sometimes it is hard to like do it in the moment and you forget and you don't realize that it is time to use your voice. Like sometimes I don't recognize that like, oh, this is a moment to use your voice. But like two hours later or three hours later or a day later or a week later, do I realize and remember that it's never too late to go back to that conversation. Like you can go up to your mum and be like, hey mum, you know, two days ago when you said this, it really hurt me. That's absolutely okay to do. Okay, the next one that what I kind of gained in 2022 is my love for movement and exercise again. Guys, I was the most active child. I'm an energetic person. I bounce off the walls. And obviously going through an eating disorder, you, your perception of exercise and the way that you do it turns into a really negative way. You see it as punishment. And every time you do it, that's what it kind of relates to. And as I went through eating disorder recovery, I really had to take my foot off the gas pedal And I gave myself lots of breaks. And this is what is needed. To fall back in love with exercise, you almost have to take a step back until you have realized like, ah, okay, I can go without it to an extent of like, I don't need it in a way of needing to keep my weight in control, like in a really like negative way. It's like, ah, it's there for me to boost my mood. Like for example, after giving myself months and months from weightlifting, like rest from weightlifting. I honestly went around saying like, I hated weightlifting. I hate weights. I hate the gym all summer. And it was when I finished the marathon. So obviously I was running at the time. And it was when I finished the marathon, I went straight back to the gym and I loved it. And I have loved it ever since. I'm now like a whore for the gym. Like it just, there's something about the environment. I step in there with my noise canceling headphones. I've got my music on and I am just jamming. It's like a dance party. I feel strong. I feel athletic and I love it. It's a mental health thing for me. And I'm just so proud that I've come to this point. Like it's, it's beautiful. Another thing that I've learned, it's really good to just go with the flow with your phases. If you're like me, I am the biggest phase girl you will ever meet. Like in the summer, I was running all like every week and I did a marathon and then 
since the marathon in September, I've gone on like five runs and I've gone to like the gym every day instead. And I've been loving the gym. And then there's times where I go through pull-up phases. There's times where I go through a yoga phase. And the idea is to not hate any of it. It's just love the fact that you go through phases. Love the fact that your like focus goes on to other things. And it's a really good way of being good at everything. I'm not joking, guys. Like people sometimes like, Anna, how are you so flexible? I was like, um, cause I used to go through a stage of like stretching every day. And then now like I can just do, like I can stretch a little bit every other day. And like, I maintain my flexibility. And then it's the same with handstands. People are like, how do you do handstands? I was like, because when I was 14, I did about five hours a day of handstands to a point where like I can still do the handstands. So it's just about like go with your excitement and phase and thing. And when you run out of love for it, that's okay. Switch on to the next thing and make it exciting. And an interesting subtopic of this is I actually had to like get over the fear of posting that I enjoyed exercise again because I feel like there's this whole kind of stigma in the eating disorder recovery world that like okay you you go into recovery and now you're not allowed to enjoy exercise again because otherwise you've got an eating disorder and it's like I understand that if you're still an eating disorder it could potentially be triggering and that that's something that you still haven't worked on but I promise you now whatever you get triggered by is what you need to still work on. So if you look online and you get triggered that girls are exercising within, you know, certain stages of their recovery or whatever, it's probably most likely because there's part of you that still feels like you can't do that or or that you get triggered by yourself. So just be aware of what triggers you is quite literally what triggers you in your own life. And yeah, it was like a little, it was a little thing for me to get over. I remember like telling my therapist like, it feels illegal for me to post the fact that I enjoy exercise now just because the fact that I tapped into the eating disorder recovery community. But it goes on to my next point of not holding emotional responsibility for everybody or for others. Yes, you have to be a kind and nice person, but you do not have the responsibility of like, whether your dad feels angry or not making your mum feel sad or not, do you know what I mean? But I know way too many people who say they can't do something. And then when I ask them why, they're like, oh, because it will make my mum or dad upset or like they'll be angry or like this and that. Like, for example, let's say you don't want to break up with your boyfriend because you think your mum will be sad because they love your boyfriend. It's like, bro, she's a grown woman. She can hold, she can handle her own emotions. You do not have to do actions to hold emotional responsibility for your mum, getting sad over that. Like that's her shit, she can deal with that. You and aligning with yourself and making decisions for yourself and what you know is right is doing that thing. And that's the same with like, just like keeping a job or keeping something because you think that it will hurt somebody else in a way. Like, isn't it so interesting that you will let yourself suffer, continuously suffer something just so someone else won't suffer when really like, like that's not your issue if that makes sense like I'm telling you now be kind and whatever and don't purposely go out your way to make someone feel shit but doing things that you know align for yourself this is what I mean like making decisions that are genuinely the best for yourself next thing that I kind of achieved slash worked on was stop trying to change for others and this year I really practiced going back to like my weird roots like for example the other day I went to like this rave which is like dance club whatever thing And I was holding in my crazy dancing at the beginning and then it didn't take me long. And I was like, bro, like I know everyone around you is doing a very simple bop right now to the music, but I can like, I'm the type of person that can feel the music within my bones. And when I'm on that side, when it's nighttime, I want to bop. 
I want to bop. And I was like, the way that I'm going to enjoy myself the most is if I'm really dancing the way that I freely want to dance. And that's exactly what I did. And I actually had so many people come up to me like, bro, like you're really cool. And I was like, I know. (laughs) But I had to let go of what other people thought of me so that I could really just be myself. Because guys, I can't explain this enough. We are in our own lives. I had to tell my friend because she was like dancing really sophisticatedly. And I was like, babe, let go. Doesn't matter if your lip gloss isn't perfect and if your hair isn't perfect. Doesn't matter if your hair is up or down or what looks better, whether your tummy is showing or whether, do you know what I mean? When like you go into the bathroom and you stress about what you're wearing and what you look like, that did not happen the other night. Like I literally went in, went to the toilet. Do you know what I mean? Every time I went to the toilet and I wasn't, I used to really like look in the mirror and pick myself apart at every point and think about like, what are other people thinking of me? We are in our own lives. Let 2023 be the year that you are not focusing on what other people think. Because if you do, you are quite literally living your life for others. Like the world is too big for me to care about what other people, like other people's opinion on my dancing and nothing bad will happen if you are more yourself. It actually gives other people permission to be more themselves. Like my crazy dancing would have given other people, like other people came up to me and were like dancing more big and more crazy because I was. So being yourself gives other people permission to be themselves. And also other people's opinions are actually a myth. There is no such thing. It's literally your judgments on yourself. You are going inside your head. Well, you're going inside their head and trying to think what they think of you when really that's just your opinion on yourself. Okay, next one is one that you know that I've talked about, but I'm going to expand and something that I've really tapped into the last couple of months. And that is being my empowered self. Now, my empowered self is my aligned self. It's my higher self. I work best in it and everyone around me works best too, like with me, like their interactions with me. And I'm actually going to go into, you know, what does my empowered self mean? Because to some people that could be like alien language. You're like, what does that mean? And I'm going to share little things that make me feel like I'm in my empowered self. Are you ready? I don't think you are. Number one, I wake up early. Doesn't necessarily have to be with an alarm, but I just wake up and I get out of bed. Another one, when I do my skincare, when I play my music and I dance in the kitchen, I feel empowered, right? When I get work done, when I go to the gym and feel strong, when I look in the mirror and not only in peace with my body, but I'm in awe. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, she hot. Okay, when I wear clothes that make me feel put together. Honestly, when I have my Gymshark flares on and a cute zippy with my hair in an oil slip bun, I feel empowered. When I have a coffee in my hand, that's honestly the reason why I get coffee. When I have an iced latte in my hand, I feel like I'm on top of the world, okay? When I'm working on my desk or at a coffee shop, I'm like, girl, this hat, she ha-. I'm like, girl, I have my life together, okay? When I go on a walk for my mental health, when I cook for myself and romanticize it and put a little candle up, when I keep my place clean and tidy, honestly, when I'm going around my little Dyson Hoover, I'm like, nothing can stop me. When I have a bath with candles and music, I honestly feel like an adult. I'm like, look at me, who's having an evening by herself, no phone, no distraction, just doing my thing. When I read before I go to bed, honestly, like, like my life couldn't be more put together. When I watch a movie in the evening, I'm not saying everything has to be productive, guys. It's just enjoying time with myself, okay? Like wanting to be alone. When I journal, it's everything that basically makes me feel good and like I have myself. Okay, so you can just get the vibe. All of these little things. I'm like, shit, yeah, life is together. Now I'm going to tell you things that I notice when I'm not in my empowered state, okay? Number one, you know when you have a, you're waiting for a reply or a text back from a boy and you're getting upset about it and you're replying with like a needy flavor. You're like, oh my God, where are you? What are you doing? Yeah, that's not being empowered. 
Number two, when I change my day to match a boy's, okay, so if a guy's around and I'm changing my day and I'm not doing all the things that I want to do, I don't feel empowered. Whereas, you know, if a guy's around and I'm there making my breakfast, drinking my green juice, doing my thing, I feel empowered. When I take selfies and judge them straight away, I do not feel empowered. When I scroll for hours in the morning or in the evening, still not on that wavelength, on that vibrations. When I procrastinate rather than relax, like when I relax, do I feel empowered? When I take a bath, when I watch a movie, when I just lie down and do nothing. But when I scroll on my phone, trying to tell myself to work when really I need to rest, that's not me being empowered. And then the last one, when I'm looking for distraction instead of being with myself, that's when I notice that I'm not in my empowered state. And I can really feel when I am. It's, it's basically a whole bad B energy in itself. And the important thing is to know that this doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. Like being in your empowered state isn't about being constantly happy. We can express anger, we can cry, we can grieve in our empowered state. Like if I get anxious, I can be anxious in my empowered state. Because what that means is, let's say I'm sitting on my sofa in the evening and I feel anxious. Me being in my empowered state is like comforting myself and being like, come on girl, get in the bath. Let's run a little bubble bath for you. Let's just put on some candles. Let's watch a movie. You can still feel anxious. You can feel cozy, but I'm gonna, I've got you, right? So it's not about being happy all the time. It's just about having your own back. And it's also normal to go in and out of your empowered state. Like it would also be really unrealistic if I told you that I was always in my empowered state. I can tell you that now that I'm not. Normally it slowly decreases to a point where I'm like crying to my therapist on the phone. She's like, girl, Anna, you know what you need to do. And I'm like, I know, but I can't. But it is just about slowly taking the steps back. And the way that you get back into it is by literally faking it until you make it. Like all the things that I listed that I do, that I like when I feel empowered are the things that I have to do to again feel empowered. So if I am not and I'm sending like, if I feel needy around my phone, like I'm waiting for replies, I feel lonely, uh, lonely, I feel lonely. Like when I'm criticizing myself or stuff like that, I go, right, we know what we need to do. And even if I feel anxious doing it, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'm going to go sit at my desk and do a little bit of work. I'm going to have a bath. You know, I'm going to listen to music. You do the actionable things and then it becomes your reality that actually you're back in your empowered state, okay? So that was a big one for me. Another thing that was good this year was I found my style, or not even just my style, but my clothes vibe. I used to kind of just like follow the trends and whatever. And obviously like if I like something that's trending, I'll get it. But it's more about like, I've just really accepted the fact that I like to wear the same clothes every day right? So I just have a couple of staple bits and I just mix and match. And then I don't have to stress about making a decision on what to wear every day. Like I just wear the flares every day or I wear trackies or I wear like a cute top. But the flares have really been a big thing for me this year in a weird way because, well, I mean the last couple of months because it makes me feel put together. Like I do really think that clothes give yourself a vibe and back at the beginning of 2022, I would go to the coffee shop in like the dirtiest gray trackies and then this oversized gray hoodie that had something like live to die or ride to die or like it had skulls on imagine the energy i was putting out going to the coffee shop every day with dirty overgrown like oversized trackies that had skulls and like death signs on it right whereas now when i step out the house i make sure i've got my converse on my flares on a cute tight zippy right like i'm not trying to hide my body in that way anymore i'm i'm just I've got my life put together, 
kind of vibe. Um, and it's nice. And another little tip for you guys, and this is what helped me when I first started going shopping for my new style, is when you grab clothes that you want to try on, especially if you struggle with body image, I want you to go into the changing room, face the other way, put on the clothes. If the clothes do not fit, you do not turn around. This is the rule. Then there's another rule. If you're not comfortable in the clothes, you do not turn around. And this really helped me when I like first started shopping again, because changing room lighting does not always look good. And if you're trying on 10 pieces of clothing and they don't all fit, and you've just seen yourself not fit into 10 pieces of clothing in the mirror, seeing parts of your body bulge out certain bits, it's not gonna make you feel great. Whereas like, if you turn around and you go, right, the clothes don't fit me. I don't fit the clothes. Like this, these jeans were not made for me. I'm just gonna take them off. I don't need to see it. But then the amazing thing is when you do put on, let's say when I went jeans shopping, I put on a pair of jeans and I was like, oh my God, they're comfortable. Oh my God, they fit my waist. Oh my God, they're perfect. I turned around and I had this positive image of myself. I was like, oh my God, and they look amazing. <gasps> they feel amazing. And I bought them, right? So that's a little clothes tip. Okay, and then I'm just going into my journal to see what I wrote on New Year's Eve, my last day of 2022, because I had a little kind of goal slash manifestation night and I wrote down everything I was proud of in 2022. So I'm gonna mention the things without too much explanation because I'm taking my time today. Um, I'm just gonna run through that. So the first thing I wrote was fully recovering from food and calories, which is really quite amazing for me because I only ever generally know the true answer and I would never write that down if that wasn't the case. Finding my authentic self again being natural, which I talked about. Another thing that I was proud of is having the knowledge that a bad day is just one day or moment or week, and it's not a forever thing, and not getting mad at the fact that when you do go on a bad day. Really turning up for myself and learning how to regulate myself. Not holding responsibility over a friend's mental state and also not being triggered by it. Now, this was a big one for me because at the beginning of the year, when I was still had some leftover triggering things like, or situations that would trigger me, there were some friends that were struggling with food at the time and I really couldn't get myself to see them because I thought it would like trigger me back into a state. But like now, like I'm literally completely fine with that. Like I, I don't get triggered by things at all like that. Like if I see someone struggling with eating, I literally know it's within their journey to sort out. Like I literally, like, and I don't hold responsibility in fixing that. Cause I used to be like, bro, like I'm lit. Why can't I help you? Whereas now I don't hold responsibility over my friend's mental state. Like I'm, I'll be there for them, but I don't fully absorb myself in the situation to the point where I can't sleep at night because they can't sleep at night, right? Um, next one is not seeing other people's beauty as competition, but rather appreciating them and myself at the same time. So when I see another beautiful person on TikTok or real life or at the gym, I don't go, oh, I'm less than them. I go, wow, they're gorgeous wow i'm gorgeous we're both gorgeous guys we're not in a ranking here okay we're literally all so individual there's so many beautiful people in the world we're all so beautiful okay it doesn't take away from you um another one is falling out of love in the gym and then finding my love again which i was really proud of um falling in love with my smile and being more confident to smile knowing what i don't and do like when socializing like as i said about the pub and not liking the pub um, finding my authentic self in my posts and my accounts, um, feeling like my job isn't a drag anymore and I feel inspired and I found a really organic way to post and I feel excited and I feel overloaded with ideas, which is really beautiful for me because as I said, I used to feel like it was a drag and that was because I was struggling with myself. Um, I was proud that I ran a bloody marathon. <laughs> I was proud of letting go of the influencer lifestyle and actually just living my life and filming it, which I think is a really interesting thing because when I first 
kind of moved to London I really tapped into like okay so I'm an influencer and so like I do the influencer stuff and I'm gonna do all these things when really like that took away months of my life like creating content rather than living life and filming it that's the way that I like to do it like I'm only ever gonna like obviously sometimes I have to purposely stand up my phone and film parts of like my kitchen of me making my breakfast or something but it's because I would generally have that breakfast 90% of the time and I film it 1% of the time instead of I used to film stuff like I would only do stuff when I would film it which is a very interesting thing um I was proud of myself for continuing therapy and healing so much proud of myself for not having to be productive 24 7 and understanding the power of rest and having compassion for myself another one is guiding others by me doing me and not trying to change them like I've always had a thing for wanting to guide others but I used to like try to get people on that path whereas now it's like just you do you and if other people want to join on that they can do that another one and my last one is loving my period and its phases um if you didn't do it in 2022 then 2023 is your year to fall in love with your period and understand that it's an amazing thing to be a woman and this is not putting out any hate to let's say if you don't have a period or let's say you're trans or let's say a world of million things that could have happened or whatever also knowing when you're in your phases because i remember like used to having bad body image days on certain days in the month and i because i didn't fully understand that it was quite literally because of my period i would start thinking i had to diet or like had to lose a bit of weight because like oh my god i've gained weight when now that i'm so aware of when i'm on my period like when i do uh, like when i am a little bit bigger in the week or the whatever the month i go i have no reason to change right now i have no reason to change my eating or start exercising more this is just my body going through its thing. In fact, I'm so grateful. I'm in awe at the fact that my body works. I get so happy when I get period spots around my like mouth and face. Cause I'm like, yay, my hormones are working. So yeah, that is kind of my reflections on 2022. There was a lot, there was a lot, but I think it's so important to really give yourself that appreciation of the things that you did do in 2022, or at least your last year, because my goals at the beginning of the year were very like all of them were stats and money and whatever and if i at the end of this year just i didn't even look at the goals that i set for 22 but if i did and like just based it on how my year went on that i can tell you now i'd be really upset i'd be like oh i i didn't really achieve much but i did just in a different way i can tell you now the goals that you wrote for you like this year you're probably going to do some other stuff we never know what we're going to achieve this year and that's the beauty of it obviously it's amazing to have goals for the year but something what was really interesting was on year's eve when i was writing my goals i went back to writing more achievement-based goals which i think is good to a certain extent obviously it's good to like have those goals in mind but it actually gave me anxiety i got anxiety on year's eve because i started writing all these stats based goals when really I'm not a stats based, I don't base my worth on stats anymore. So it was very interesting that I suddenly felt the need to do that. So if you feel like that as well, just have a bit of compassion for yourself around that. And I actually, I didn't scribble it out, but I kind of just turned the page and was like, actually, yeah, like I want to reach these things. It would be cool if I hit this many subscribers or reach my podcast at this amount. But the way that I look at 2023 is an energy. I have an overall feeling of what my desired year is gonna feel like. I have a little fire inside of me that is waiting to be like exploded into the biggest fireworks ever. 
And I'm the only one that has that full control to like tap into that. And I know the things that are gonna help me tap into that. And I know the things that are gonna take me away from being a beautiful firework display, okay? And one thing for me that is like a really big goal for 2023 is consistency. Like that is what I want the most. And within that, I have been like very careful the way that I started January. Like I have not put on my list like 10,000 things to do because I know for a fact, if I wrote down and you may be guilty of this, right? I wanna go for a morning walk. I want my greens juice. I wanna do yoga. I wanna do meditation. I wanna go to bed at 10 p.m. I wanna read for an hour before I go to bed. I want my phone off two hours before I go to bed. I wanna do this much work a day. Girl, you are gonna overwhelm yourself and you're probably gonna cry and have anxiety. I'll tell you that now. Like it is what, January the 3rd or something? Yeah. And like the first couple of days I woke up late and like I chilled with my friends and like we went out and whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I'm slowly doing my things. I'm slowly, like I've now, basically I dislocated my shoulder the last month. So I wasn't being able to go to the gym. Whereas now like I'm getting into my gym flow one day at a time. Like it's about doing one thing at a time. Like in the month of December, did I practice like drinking my greens juice every day? And now it's like, it's like part of my morning routine. So now that's ticked off, I can add another layer. Pretty much now, like gym is a consistent thing. So I feel like my next thing is like making myself have a good nighttime routine. Then when I have that, will I add something else? But I'll never add more than one or two things at a time because I feel like it's way too overwhelming. So this is your reminder of like, it's okay for things to be like 2022 and just slowly adding new things. Another thing that, well, I'm not gonna say another thing. One of my biggest goals and like things that I'm focusing on is working on alone time and loving it and being really there for myself because I'm having to do it because I live alone now and I've been living alone for the first two weeks three weeks now and it was hard at first and I realized this is something I really need to work on and I've been so proud of myself because the other day I had like the last five days I've had friends around every single day like just interchangeably coming around my house and sleeping over and normally I would love that because it means I don't have to be alone but I think I came to yesterday and one of my friends were like, oh, do you want to come up to mine? Like, we can, like, we can do work, but we can also go out and stuff. And normally I would jump on that bandwagon. And I actually went, like, you know what? I feel like I need some time by myself because I'm the type of person that if I hang out with friends a lot, like, even just for a day, two days, three days, when I am by myself, I kind of, like, go into, like, a little bit of a a down, a downward, not spiral, but just those first that first evening by yourself is really hard for myself. And what I didn't want to do is like not catch up with myself. So I kind of said no to the plans. And I was like, I need to just get back into doing me. I need to like have a bath. I want a movie night. And then like yesterday I had a work day. Today I'm having a little work day and I'm going to do some relaxation in the evening. But I'm basically like constantly putting it at the front of my head to have really good alone time and alone time does not I'm not going to say alone time does not consist of this but this is not what I mean I don't mean scrolling on my phone I don't mean being distracted on my like in my alone time I mean like actually being alone right like putting time aside and like also learning the best things to do like for example as I said if my friend comes around for like a sleepover and then they leave at like 2 p.m I get I'll scroll on my phone for like two hours after they leave because I I'm I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's attention. I don't know whether it's like a little bit of a decompressant. I don't know. But I'll scroll on my phone because I get like this weird anxious feeling of like not knowing what to do with myself when they leave. So what I've learned now is when my friends leave, I straight away drive to the gym and it shifts my mood. Like it's a really good like 
transition for me. I think I really struggle with transitions. Like if I get in the car, like it's just weird. Anyways, so I go to the gym and I kind of like get in my zone. I realize, oh, I really like actually being alone. Like this is a good thing. I go home and I carry on with the rest of my evening and it's really nice. So it's just like knowing those kind of things. So yeah, that is kind of my 2023 goals. There's no major big changes of myself to because I don't feel good enough. Like I feel good enough right now, but I know I can achieve so much more. I think that's where like the goodness comes from of like, look, I love myself right now. I am trying really hard right now, but I know that I'm capable of so much and I wanna take all the opportunities right? It is good to have some big goals. Like it's great for you. And I do have some, e.g. if we want to go into them, I want to double my revenue this year, double my profits. But even just saying that, like there comes a little bit, not anxiety with that, but I'm not holding myself like to gunpoint with that. And I also, it's not my biggest intentions. Like that is almost at the bottom of my list compared to all the things that I've just listed, which is why like, I don't feel like I want to share, like, I feel like that gives the wrong impression of what my values are. (laughs) Oh, she just wants to earn more money. It's like, yeah, like it's one of those like cool goals to have, but the cooler goals are like practice being alone and being okay with yourself. And I think the main thing to understand, the reason why my list is kind of short for 2023 is because I have no idea what like life's gonna throw at me. And that's the fun part. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, And I am sending lots and lots of love. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.